Welcome to Breakfast in the Liminal Zone with host Victoria Hernandez and Diego Herrera, where sometimes we'll also have a special guest come and join us for our discussions. Please join us as we introduce you to the worlds of the supernatural, occult, places, or people in history, or whatever our interest is for that week. Please come and sit back and have breakfast with us in the liminal zone. Carry on. Yeah, we're on. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Breakfast in the Liminal Zone, where I am your host, Victoria. Yeah, and hi, uh, hi I'm Diego. <laughs> we, have the, so... we have the giggles. I don't know if Victoria will let me tell you why we have the giggles, but we got the giggles. We're just re-recording, because I had like a dumb moment. <laughs> <laughs> but today I'm taking us on to the for this episode. And I want to talk about this certain event that took place in medieval history, and it is 16th century Italy, most specifically Rome. And I just thought that was just like a really funny event. I was just telling Diego really briefly how um, in one of my classes, my professor just mentioned so casually about like how this was a very scandalous event that took place in, well, Catholicism history. Yeah. But it's like, come on, dude. No, it's uh, the no, whole religion. No, no other scandalous thing has happened within the church. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. I, There's nothing else really compared to this, but who knows? <laughs> I I could name a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I thought this was hilarious. I love it when... I'm learning about something at a certain point of time and there's like this one person that really stands out or like, you know, there's like a weird figure or like an event that took place in history where it's like, how did that not make it into the history books? You know, Mm -hmm. like, so this is one of those things. And this is about the banquet of chestnuts. Okay. Yeah. When we were talking about this earlier, you asked me what the banquets of chestnuts was. And I told you, I know a little bit about chestnuts and a little bit about banquets, but like both together, I don't really know that much. And you know what? You would not expect it by the after I'm done telling you this, like why it's <laughs> called that and stuff. So this banquet was actually put together by Pope Alexander the Sixth. Okay. So this. I heard he's man- way better than Pope Alexander the Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This guy is known to be so he was one of the most worst behaved popes of all time. It's like he was like a you know, um Jesus Christ. Like he was as bad as like ancient Roman emperors back in the day and stuff. Like Oh, he's like Nero, he's partying it up. Yes, he's like <laughs> playing his lyre while things are on fire and such. Like <laughs> this guy was just out there too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so basically with, you know, Pope Alexander he was so smutty and stuff and like he was just always into like he has a really foul reputation basically right his reign of papacy was going on from like 1492 to 1503 so like i said like 16th century was when this particular thing came into play Mm because that took place in 1501 but talking about our pope friend here really quick he was i was gonna say that he is originally from spain and so his birth given name was rodrigo borgia Mm -hmm. and if that sounds familiar to anybody he actually comes from the borgia family and the borgia family is known to have a really bad reputation and like he like this family had a lot of enemies back in the day like yeah like the medici family and such and so like they're just always known to like go 
above and beyond in order to have power, right? <laughs> so this Pope, his actions, they're learned. <laughs> <laughs> so like, learn something from this, you know? It's nurture, not nature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they were like notorious for their like, scandalous affairs. So much so that they were considered one of the most corrupt families associated with the Catholic Church. This was a family who had a reputation for nepotism and greed, corruption, murder, and incest. Like, there's different accounts that there was incest All going on. All at the same this. time? All oh, at the same time. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, it's, they were so bad that even Machiavelli, like, used them as an example for the prince. You oh, know, my for God. What, yes. He used the Borgias to demonstrate the dangers of acquiring power through the means of another. You know? So, for instance... The Pope, he would shamelessly use his children as political pawns. He, like, married off his daughter three different times to all these men just so that he can, you know, get money from it and wait, stuff. Wait, the Pope has kids? Yes! <laughs> he had multiple kids from different mistresses. Okay. okay? So he wasn't married to any of them, so... No, okay. so, I mean, I guess that kind of lessens it in a way, but, dude, he had mistresses and he had multiple wines as a pope thank you for calling that out because again yes and they knew this was during his papacy you know what i mean like it was okay for him to do this i suppose so yeah he was awful <laughs> so what to put a little background too that is like the pope in medieval times was just more than a religious figure they were political as well they mm -hmm. had like a lot of power and such and so like they were able to steep their claws into almost anything that was out in the press and stuff so the pope alexander was known to have a lavish lifestyle and he was no stranger to extreme excess and you know during the renaissance time there was a lot of gluttony and things thrown around and dirtiness and everywhere like it was an interesting time a lot of bacchanalias happened yes they were definitely <laughs> channeling their inner pockets honestly <laughs> so he like i was saying like i wrote right here he has several mistresses and it from different moan uh, different women and i put in caps he was the pope mind you <laughs> <laughs> and this guy had like very particular interests you know like one he had a teenage lover. Her name was Jula Farnese. There's actually a famous painting of her done and stuff. And so, like, when I saw it, I was like, I never realized that she was a teenage lover of the Pope's and stuff. He was, like, 50-something and she was 16, basically. Yeah, it doesn't happen. That never happens today. <laughs> I know. Not little girls, at least, and the Pope. <laughs> and so, basically, and another thing that was funny that you can look up on is that this guy would ask to see horses fuck in front of his palace <laughs> he, he would purposely go out and ask for this event to happen yeah. so when his mares were in heat he would have them run around and attack each other viciously and they would start fucking he would laugh and like tickle himself pink by like watching this event he would watch this with his daughter <laughs> So was he was he into it or is he like look horses fucking? <laughs> he asked for this, like he would request for this to happen. So you tell me, and that he would go into these like writhing 
like moments of ecstasy just by watching them mate and stuff. I'm sure there's like a really funny in joke between him and his like cardinals, you know? It's like <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Look. Oh my god. He <laughs> yes, there's actually a written account, okay, saying that recorded on a Monday, November 11th, the puts the pope stood together with Lucretia under a window, both looking down at what was going on with their loud laughter and much pleasure. And he was talking about watching horses outside fucking and stuff. On a Monday. Yes, on a Monday. <laughs> this, Blue Monday. This man this man finished his services the day before. <laughs> Considering if he did services or not, I don't know. <laughs> this man, like, well, this family, I should say, like, there was no monopoly. There was no family board games that they would do. They had other means of spending time with each other. Okay. Like... And this is where the banquet comes in. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so him and one of his cardinals were he put in power was his son. His son was called Cesar de Borgia. Mm-hmm. And he and his father coordinated this intimate soiree of the who's who in the Catholic papacy, right? Like <laughs> so this was all of the Pope's inner circle and all of like the rich men of like Italy at the time. They were personally invited to this party, right? That was hosted by the Pope and his son and stuff, right? And so on October 30th, 1501, on that fateful night, Alexander VI and his son Cesar curated an outlandish, salacious festivity that soon led to an orgy. And at that event, my dear friend, was known as the Banquet of Chestnuts. <laughs> so, uh, let me see, going back down here. You know, I don't want to assume anything, but I think chestnuts might be an innuendo. Uh, yeah, it might be. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like, what took place in this event was that this started off with a dinner, right? So, like I was mentioning before, it was the who's who of the time. These were all the rich people. And another group of interesting individual were Italy's 50 most beautiful prostitutes that were invited to this as well. I was going to so, say, it's like, is this Europe's 30 under 30? <laughs> like showing up at the, at the Vatican. <laughs> it was prostitutes that were hired to come and hang out with them, right? And mm. there was this beautiful dinner set up for everybody, right? And the Borgias being great hosts, they made sure no plate was empty. Everyone eating, everyone was eating the most richest, most, I don't know, the richest meats they can find, the most wonderful wine and you know, everyone's eating well. And then later on in the night, the Pope is like, we should play some games, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yes. So after everyone's all wind up, like channeling their inner Bacchus and mm-hmm. such, the Pope says, let's start off with something. Let's do some warm up. Okay. He's like, let's find the choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he's like, let's go get the little prostitutes up here. Mm-hmm. So he had the prostitutes up there and... What they did was auction their clothing off, okay? So, you know, this is one of those type of nights where, I don't know, it was like those things where people like to put together to have like a charity event or something. It's like, you know, here are your brides or your prostitutes and you can auction off their clothing. It's like strip poker, but strip auctioning. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so as the women's clothes one by one was taken off of them by these old men and such, they had to basically from then on 
The candles were brought from the tables down to the floors, though everyone is now focusing on the floors with these naked women standing around. The son, Cesar, tied the woman's hands behind their backs, okay? And the father, Alexander, he threw chestnuts all over the floor, <laughs> okay? So what happens next? The game was that they women had to pick up as much chestnuts as they can without using their hands. <laughs> so this was going around all over the floor with a bunch of horny, drunked up men. So you who know? won? <laughs> well, it doesn't end there. <laughs> and mind you, too, while this is going on, the daughter, Lucretia, was there, too, watching this whole thing and stuff. So she's having family bonding time with her brother and their father. Okay. The Pope and the Cardinal. Yes! <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, it was on. Um, so you're asking who the winner was, right? Yeah. So basically, it doesn't stop there. Everyone's kind of getting, you know, a little cherry warmness going on in their mm. cheeks and stuff. And people are getting a little turned on by these unusual sights and things that people are able to do with their bodies. There's not one prostitute that's super competitive about it. It's just like, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I got these, like, clench your breasts really hard or, like, do a major squat. <laughs> that's another way to bust a nut. <laughs> Somebody had to have like fallen and gotten a bloody nose. Like oh that's it, it, it's had to have happened. <laughs> Who knows, dude? It's like in like animes when the guy has a bloody nose and he's like super turned on. Yeah. And so basically what happens after that is that you know, men just couldn't keep their hands off of these prostitutes. And then it just led out to people just making out and having sex, right? Like mm. right there. And so this was the Pope was like, okay, this is not where the fun comes in, guys. <laughs> this is the game. <laughs> he literally gave prizes to those who were able to have the most ejaculations with the most amount of women okay so it became a full-on competitive orgy the prizes were the finest silks in italy shoes and clothing and like really good wine yeah Yeah, so there was that i cannot tell you who the winner was (laughs) but they were given clothing right after all of this hoopla (laughs) okay no it's exactly that joke of like the 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 existence of casual sex must mean that there is ranked competitive sex, and that's what it was. <laughs> there you go. Use the banquet of chestnuts as a pure example. Okay. This is this is why the Catholic Church isn't as popular anymore. You know, where you don't have any corrupt popes doing. Dude, it. it's like yeah. they completely deny that people have these like sexual tensions inside of them. You know, mm. it's like everyone has it, but if you hid them enough, it's like shit like this happens. You know what I no, mean? No, but it's completely fine. Just get some Italian prostitutes in the, in the Vatican. I don't. I don't see any problem with that and honestly this took place in the vatican i don't yeah. know if i mentioned that earlier <laughs> this took place in the vatican in the papal palace yeah. <laughs> you know i have it right here it is located like in the papal palace in the vatican and the vatican north of saint peter's basilica is the pope's official residence of the time <laughs> so i wonder if they were able to get the smell out of that room or something, like I'm stay sure there for it's centuries, like I'm sure. Stay, I'm sure there's like some type of stain that's been there since then and stuff. No, that's what know? that's what happened to Pope Benedict. He got too much of a whip and then you know he passed out and died. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like holy shit. When I first heard about this, like by the random little spark that my my teacher mentioned, he was like, Yeah, you know, this crazy event. 
I had to do some digging. I was like, what the hell is he talking about here, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I did come across, you know, um, I saw like a lot of like secondary sources trying to debunk everything, like a lot of historians and religious scholars trying to say, like, this never happened, you know, of course. Debauchery in medieval times. That's never ha- yeah. That would never have taken place here. You know, <laughs> horny popes? No, that would not, you know? Hmm. Instead, they would, like, accuse the enemies of the church or something like that, saying, like, they're fabricating these lies about our dear pope. This would never happen. But it's, it's medieval times. Like, other, other religions don't really... They don't really give a shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's like, dude, this family had a really bad reputation of mm-hmm. doing whatever they can, you know, to get into power and all the weird shit that they would do too, you know? <laughs> so it's like, this does not sound that far out of reach for yeah. this to happen, you know? It's pre- it's actually pretty reasonable exactly. that it happened. <laughs> but, you know, take into account that this party was recorded by a firsthand written account by a gay name a gay, I'm sorry, a guy. No, he's probably gay too. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. A guy named Johann Berchard. He was the historical chronicler of his time during the Italian Renaissance. And so his work had an incredible amount of credibility. All right. So like, <laughs> imagine this. He was the guy who was always recording events while in the background of everything. Like he was always at the galas of, the Ita- of that time. He was yeah. at the you know, the ceremonies and all the political things. Like, he was the guy recording everything and stuff. So he yeah. had a tremendous amount of clout. He's this in the, guy. He, he's in the cuck chair at the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't do anything about this here, so I might as well just take it all in. <laughs> yeah, and so were you – how – the so basically, he created this book called The Liber Notarium. And this held the official records of the papal ceremonies and all of the private functions. Mm. This event is written inside of this book, okay? (laughs) And so, like, he wrote wrote firsthand. He's like, dude, he will actually say this. Um, On the last day of October, the Pope's son, Cesar Borgia, arranged a banquet in his chambers in the Vatican with 50 honest prostitutes, who danced after the dinner with those present and at their garments then naked. Oh, yeah. After dinner, the candle bearer with the burning candles were taken from the tables and placed on the floor, and chestnuts were strewn around, which the naked courtesans picked up, creeping on hands and knees between the chandeliers while the Pope, Cesard, and his sister looked on. Finally, Prizes were announced for those who could perform the act most often with the courtesans, and gifts were such as tunics of silk, shoes, barrettes, and other things. I forgot this unquote. is a I forgot this is a family event too. I'm telling you, they didn't have Disneyland back then. This is something that they had to do. <laughs> so it's like take it as you will. There's gonna be people debunking this, but I'm like. You're getting it from the guy who's the most mm-hmm. credible guy that you could find in this history sources as like a first hand account writing about this. So I say that this happened completely. Totally. I mean, popes before and after have done weird shit too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's been many, many people in power who've completely like taken advantage of their position yeah. and stuff. And, like, if, you know, of course, no political person had sexual relations <laughs> with this. Like, 
you know, assistant or whatever she was. No, there is this, I, sometimes I talk to my parents about it because every now and then we, we talk about like church politics and stuff. And, mm-hmm. then, and I'm oh, a big, that sounds like a fun time. Uh, it's a fun, no, but we actually don't like argue or anything we just kind of mm-hmm. like we give our hot takes and that's it like when my sister comes by that's when we get into heated <laughs> arguments because she's she's an evangelical and she's like she thinks she's white so i'm just like like your like your specific version of the faith is wrong don't <laughs> no, like like i i told my mom i'm like yeah there's a pretty good chance every pope is in hell <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good chance like <laughs> yeah, honestly though like oh my god like it's funny because they're putting themselves in hell. <laughs> you yeah, know what I they mean? all do terrible. Sh- like the last guy died, uh, Pope Benedict. Oh Jesus! Exactly. Yeah. No, he's. You know what he did? I okay. Now I'm just gonna be talking about Catholicism and be angry. Hey, but- <laughs> hey, this is this episode. Uh huh. Yeah. No, but he. Um. What you call it? Uh. There was this. Uh. There's this thing where a um, a uh, little girl she was raped by her stepfather, and um. And uh, they're all Catholic. And Pope Benedict, instead of, you know, I mean, he could even really do anything because he's the Pope. But he right. excommunicated the girl and the mother, but didn't do anything about the stepfather. So I'm oh, like, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's every Pope. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. You know what I just found out, actually, too? That there's a, a tradition of, like, whenever a Pope dies, there's a tiny hammer that's that they they hit with on their yeah. head three times. <laughs> I was going to say sure. that's a joke. <laughs> that's the thing. No, it's a real thing. It is a triple tap to make sure that this son of a bitch is dead. <laughs> and it's a real thing, okay? I was going to say that is a joke. No. It's like, oh my God. Eric made a joke where he's like, they should might as well put a stake in their heart too while they're at it. <laughs> but this is a real thing. And so... Part of the process of determining that a pope has died is not merely sleeping calls for him to be tapped on the forehead with a silver hammer. It is Vatican customs (laughs) surrounding the passing of a pope and the election of his successor may be mysterious. But yeah, so I'm just reading something on here. You know, with, does with everybody doing. else, you could just like slap them around and see if they're alive exactly. or dead or not. Popes, it's really specific. You, <laughs> you gotta, get to use this cute little tiny hammer. Yeah, you got to <laughs> crack their head open like an egg exactly. to see if they're alive or not. <laughs> exactly. I sent this to Eric and I was like, yeah, this is them. Like, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <tapping>. <laughs> no. oh my God. Oh, so it's like very interesting customs and you know background when it comes to catholicism and this is just like a slither of what happens you know okay just like just get rid of the pedophilia and incest and like i'm not against this entirely i (laughs) honestly i'm not shaming them for having this lavish party it's just more so funny thinking that like you know they're like one of the worst families ever, but I'm not shaming them for having like this glitzy like, little orgy. Like, that sounds do, like fun, low don't, key. Don't do it with your daughter and your son, but like. Yeah, that's the part that's kind of weird. <laughs> Again, there was no family board games at the time or yeah. something. This is what they did together. Like this sounds. This sounds like watching a, horses fuck and then throw an orgy. You know, you know, family things. <laughs> this sounds like 120 days of Sodom. This oh my god. <laughs> 
Oh my god. No, I the medievalist in my brain got so excited because I studied medieval history yes, in, in college. Yes, I remember, yeah. yeah. You saying, like, the Pope is also a political figure made me so excited. I'm like, yes, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> they had a lot of power. It's not like how it is now, yeah. you know? Most, most medieval popes actually used to be lawyers. Really? Yeah. No, yeah, no. I don't think that makes sense because they were so affiliated with law, you know, and stuff. Yeah, so. religious and, and common law were, like, the two biggest things around. Yeah. Really quick, going back to what you were just saying, 120 Days of Sodom, is that that one book made by Saad? Yeah, Marquis de Saad. Oh, yeah. my God. That's where the word God. sadist comes yes. from. Yeah. Okay. Did you, okay, I don't know if you remember this text that I sent you, but it was, t- I was asking you to watch a movie, the weirdest movie ever and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one? We talked about quite a few weirdest this movies ever. This was around New Year's that just happened and stuff, and I like... Me and- oh fuck! I remember that text. Yes, oh my God. yes, yes. I- okay, so it's with it goes a line in line with 120 days of Sodom. <laughs> this let me pull up really quick about the movie and stuff. Um, oh my God, it is a fun because I just learned about this. Okay. All roads lead to torture porn. All mm-hmm. ro- <laughs> uh-huh. Start talking about popes and we start talking about 120 days. Oh my God, Salo, 120 days of Sodom. Oh Ooh. my God. So I think, I don't know if that's the name of the movie. I think it is. But it is the most weirdest thing I have ever seen and stuff. And it's like, basically, it's a recount of the book, right? And this mm-hmm. was made in the 80s. Okay, just really recently. And it's like these anthropomorphic figures, like these people who play out the characters in the book, but they're kind of like animal-like, okay? (laughs) And it's very sexual. It's just like, it's like the weirdest sexual nightmare you'll probably ever watch and stuff. And it is so bonkers and so like so is it furries torturing each other or? in a weird way it's not always torture <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like i wouldn't want to say yeah i guess so you know it's like it's really creepy because they look like puppets but they're humans oh my god and stuff and it's like oh my goodness i warn you listeners if you're gonna watch this movie after just talking about it like this is a very <laughs> weird area of history but yeah, yeah marquis de sade was like a very infamous guy who what Diego said, like we know the word sadism because of him. Yeah, he was a he was a weird little guy who because he 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 stayed in that um and the Bastille. The, yeah, that, that prison. Yeah, it, I think it was also an asylum, and he like he did, he didn't write this on normal paper. He like basically got the equivalent of like toilet paper roll and mm-hmm. wrote it all down. Yeah, exactly. And didn't it, like get burned or something like that, or get like he Part went mad. Burn. He went mad when the Bastille like. Um, caught on fire oh yeah, because you wanted like to stay in and break your Yes, right, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I have a copy. Do you want it? <laughs> Do you really yeah, have I it? I don't want it. You can have it. Oh my god! <laughs> it is a very interesting. It's a novel, right? Yeah. Basically, but there's yeah. like there's like no like like chapter ends or anything. It just keeps going and going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Audience, just so you know, fucking <laughs> Victoria's face lit up like a Christmas tree right now. <laughs> They did. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. You know, I know other weird pope things. If you want to hear other weird pope please things, please yeah. show me. You know, tell at, me. At one point, there were like three popes at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Was it around the same time? Well, I said around the same time. I forget in what era? when exactly. This is like when like Protestantism was like like in its thing. So like okay. the French Huguenots, they had their own pope. They're like, this is our pope um the the catholics they're like no this is our real pope and then this um there's this other pope who 
might have been the guy you talked about mm. or might have not been because he sounded very similar but he was basically like the party pope yeah he, <laughs> yeah he he's like yeah um because he was young he's stupid he's like yeah i just want to like drink and have fun and all that and he sold the papacy to like some other guy uh-huh. yeah because he didn't want to be pope anymore so this he sold- sounds kind of familiar actually yeah i think he was like probably 18 or something like that so like, it was really young and he sold it for like i think not not like 20 bucks but basically in papacy terms yeah. sold it for 20 like bucks jump change yeah he didn't want to be pope anymore and he sold it to somebody else and then and then after a certain point he's like no i want to be pope again i <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> it was very much, it was very much, there were two popes at the same time. Yeah. And there was, like, the stupid kid who was like, no, I'm the real pope. Trust, trust, trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How confusing that must have been. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, no. I know this isn't exactly pope-ish, but, like, one of my favorite figures in, Hager, in history was he was an emperor, ancient Roman emperor, Elagabalus. Have you heard of him? Uh, Elagabalus? Yeah, from Harry Potter. (laughs) Like, no, he was like, he's recorded as probably one of the first noted, um, what was it, transgendered people? Like, he wanted to. Oh, sick. Yeah, and like, he was young, but he was one of the most, like, he was so flamboyant and like open with like his sexuality. He often wanted um, to dress like a woman he was and Greek. stuff. Yeah, uh, he was pagan. <laughs> he was Roman and stuff. But like, oh, I love him so much because like he was such a stinker and like so mischievous during his reign too. Oh. We actually have the whoopee cushion because of him and You're stuff. Kidding. Yes, he. He used to pull pranks on people, like, mm-hmm. like in this court and everything. Like, he would invite people to dinner, and he would blow up, like, a sheep's stomach and stuff. And he would put it <laughs> underneath chairs because it would leave out, like, a fart noise and stuff. Yeah. And he would die because of that. But He was a little goblin. He was. <laughs> but he walked around with, like, women's clothing. He always wanted to be called the Empress. He had oh, a I thing. He had a thing with his, like, one of his chariot drivers. He was uh-huh. a male. And stuff, and like he was his little side boy. But this little fucker got married like four different times to women uh-huh. and stuff. And like he actually married a Vestal Virgin, which is a really big no no. Yeah. yeah. When and was so, this? Because this is. This is ancient Rome and stuff. So let me look it up. It's like Rome's falling at this point, right? Yeah, he was only. <laughs> um, He was only. I think he was only emperor for like eight years or less not even not even like four years and stuff actually i mean there are some roman emperors who only were emperor for like 30 minutes you know (laughs) he was an emperor from 218 to 222 oh it's getting there yeah it's getting pretty close like (laughs) exactly yeah he was a teenager during his time but he was such a fun guy like i love the empress i know i loved him and so like there's so much more other things that come from him and stuff like he would torture people on purpose and stuff and like as he, opposed to on accident. Exactly. Yeah. When you have so much power, what else do you do for fun? Okay. Throw orgies or you have like these lavish games where people end up like dying on the spot by accident yeah. or something. You know, again, no. as one does. I read some fucked up shit when I was studying antiquities. Like there's this one where, um, uh, what are these, what are those weird fish? They're like mal rays or whatever the hell they are. No. Oh God. They're like, they're fish, but they look like eels and they lampreys oh. lampreys i don't know how they look like but i read one time there is some roman dude who's like uh up there like in the senate or something 
and um, for shits and giggles, threw somebody into a pool full of lampreys just to see <gasps> them get eaten by them. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, see, I am not surprised when this shit happens. When I see this, there's on the nothing blocks. else to do. You just like kill people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If we didn't have phones, we'd see a whole lot more murder on the streets. Holy <laughs> shit! Can you believe it? We're lucky we have like written accounts by these things, but like having like actual evidence like recorded evidence like that that would be yeah. wild no every historical event's gotta have to have the cuck chair where some guys just write <laughs> stuff down his hands are tied around his back but he's like oh i love this yeah there's a there's another cuck pope chair. who do you Not know about the, do you know about the pope who put the the dead pope on trial i don't think so oh. tell me <laughs> tell me i forget the, i forget the names I, I i i didn't come prepared but what happened is basically um, this old pope, he dies, and then uh, the new pope really didn't like the old pope. So what he did is that he exhumed the dead pope, put him on trial, like he's gonna say anything. Yeah. And he said what like, was he expecting from he's that? like, I put you on trial for heresy, and then by the end of it, excommunicated the pope and threw the dead pope into the river. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Fuck that old pope. Nobody liked him. And everybody's like, yeah, sure, you're the pope, but we're not going to disagree. It's dead body. We're not going to disagree. Yeah, no, but what happened was, like, some like some Italian peasant boy or whatever, like, sees the dead corpse, like, doing a jiggle or something, and says, like, oh, the, the, the old dead pope did a miracle, which, like, for them, like, means, he like... He did a jiggle. Yeah, he did a jiggle or something. No, no, but somebody told me bodies do move after they die probably not as long as this pope like when was they're dead going shock or something maybe no, who knows okay like a couple hours after yeah. death like a body will just like just shake like that which yeah. is horrific but i don't think like a pope who's already like been already hit put on, on trial i don't think a pope who's been hit in the head three times yeah. with a hammer is gonna do a jiggle <laughs> but they see that and they're like, oh, okay, the new pope's wrong because yeah. the, the old dead pope did a jiggle, which obviously <laughs> means that God God is on the side of the dead pope. Yeah, obviously, right? And so they put the new pope on trial for heresy, and they excommunicate him and kill him, and they get a new pope because they can't put the dead pope as pope. Because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> that is so unnecessarily like dumb oh my god <laughs> yeah plus this is like medieval times like because like so many weird your, shit going on your era your era that's like that's like near the witch trials that's more towards yeah. like um the time of like when capitalism was being jump-started and more yeah. secularism my time like with that that's like when like people coming back from the dead was norm more normalized you know mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you got you got all kinds of stories of like people coming back from the dead of like yeah, yeah. oh my god oh my god my favorite fact okay you know where the where we get the ghosts like covered in sheets and stuff oh okay the bed sheet ghost you know yeah yeah stuff? okay in medieval Classic, like charlie brown yeah <laughs> yeah okay back then it was really expensive to have a wooden coffin so what people would do it's they they cover corpses and shrouds and stuff right and back in medieval times they didn't really i mean they did have ghosts but like when but they thought like ghosts were demons. So, but right. but like bodies would just come back to life all the time. So when they see a dead body like covered in the shroud that they're in, that's they a look bed sheet like ghost. Oh. But it's not a ghost. It's a like body covered in. But that. like at first glance, they're like, "What the fuck is that? Yeah, what the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah." Uh -huh. <laughs> Interesting. So, like, it's the people who come back to life when they think that they were dead. But it, ha it happens for any kind of reason because you like you have stories of people saying like, yeah, no, a cor like Satan possessed a corpse and has been like fucking around with people in a town to right. like 
the baker the baker died and the baker's wife is having such a hard time baking no. so the bake the, the baker came back to life to help her just one last oh, time to bake he gave her a kiss on the cheek and he helped her bake <laughs> oh and he was a bench ghost basically yeah yeah no but like in medieval times like Okay, like, corpses would just come back to life for any reason. But ghosts, because they didn't really believe in the idea. Like, the, the phenomenon of ghosts, they believed in, but they wouldn't say that they're, like, the, the actual dead people. Right. What they'd say is, like, oh, it's demons trying to, like, convert you to paganism. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they're trying to have us believe in their multiple gods. Yeah, no, basically. No, it's, I love, it. they're all so silly. And I bet you we could find, like, a million other popes who are, are just as silly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. This Pope we have now, <laughs> it's going to mm-hmm. get us into some controversy. I got us into some controversy saying Pope Benedict's dead. Mm-hmm. But I, um, but new Pope, he's the most progressive one, but not by much. Because he's okay with gay marriage in, 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 in the world. He's like, yeah, it's Wasn't cool. Wasn't he the one that publicly announced, like, um, people of our generations and stuff, like, we're a lot more lazy now because we don't want to um, have, because we're, a lot of us don't want to marry or, like, That's have a lot kids. of old people. It's because, like, we want to have animals instead of humans. Like, we have pets instead of kids. Yeah. And that makes us a very self-centered generation and stuff. And he's kind of, like... Yeah, okay, I do make fun that. of millennials very often. But, but, but. <laughs> he should just right out say it. Millennials, And I'm they're avocado toast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not wanting kids. You're not spreading God's word around you're having pets yeah. having gay sex <laughs> no but with this pope he's like he's okay with like gay people like now but he says that like he still won't let gay couples marry within the church because spiritually um the church is still against gay marriage which sure. like is... he recognizes it he's like you can do it over there but yeah you can do here. it legally but spiritually it's still a no-no yeah, which is exactly. like so what's the fucking point like yeah yeah exactly <laughs> he's not gonna get any new converts um He's the first, like, isn't he, like, the first New World Pope? He's Argentinian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, huh? New World Pope, huh? Yeah, the last guy was German. <laughs> yeah. He looked like Emperor Palpatine. He yeah. kind of did. <laughs> yes, he did. He was scary. It's like there's a certain age, like, a point when they're age where they end up kind of, like, looking like, yeah, Palpatine, sucking eyes and yeah. stuff, white pale <laughs> skin. <to> <laughs> Yeah, no, they look terrifying and stuff at some point, but there's a lot that can be said, you know, when it comes to these crazy ass fuckers, you know, while they're in oh, power. Every pope has done some weird thing. Yes, um, exactly. Oh my god, in medieval times, there also used to be a rumor that there was secretly a woman pope. Oh, secretly. Yeah, uh, like suppose, like supposedly during like the female pope's reign. There's no actual female pope, but it was like a rumor that was always spread around. But supposedly yeah. during one of her. Uh, speeches as pope saying uh-huh. like i don't know worship god <laughs> like during one of their speeches gave birth and and that's why everybody found out it's like oh a woman became pope what, what? since what? when oh great we're all going to hell now <laughs> we're all here folks to witness it <laughs> yeah no okay if you go back far enough in christian history like you can make like there's arguments that like women could become priests and women be- can become like popes. Oh, like but... priestesses and stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's the Gospel of Mary, which oh, uh, yes. people found, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like... It's sad that like not a lot of people take that into really, like into consideration, you know? Yeah. Like it is a very interesting esoteric read, you know? Yeah. It's really cool. Or if you like read into like other translations of stuff, like like 
again the whole thing about like gay gay uh, gay sexuality that line where it says like thou shalt not lay with a man as you do with a woman um considering the context and considering the roman empire is more so criticizing like you know you know the process of how roman boys become men right like they become spartans or something or what no no no. it's uh they get an older guy to have sex with them and, and they become a man ah yeah yeah and a lot of people were saying that line is probably criticizing that and not not homosexuality because because nobody really cared about homosexuality until like the last century. Well, I mean, like look at their neighbors, the Greeks. You know, they were yeah, all gay. Yeah, you know, like everyone was gay back everyone then. Everyone was. That was actually the norm. If you actually liked your wife, there was like something wrong with you. <laughs> Pediatry was a real thing, though. That like yeah. was kind of global. I kind of realized and stuff. You know, where it's like men mating with little like younger boys and stuff like teenage boys and yeah, stuff but yeah very much like a roman thing or like a greek thing it's so. found in different places sadly enough yeah i found out like that happened in like with some sufists so going to you know um oh like Muslim Islam, Sufis. exactly oh, yeah. and stuff like they even did that too and stuff it's like yikes, yikes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm glad we're on the same page about this yes. <laughs> Finally something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Oh my god. If we could have an episode talking about just like the history of like just us gay people. Because um, in medieval times, again, I'm a medievalist. I can't I actually kind of want to do an episode in the future about like, I don't know, lesbian nuns and such. There's and a lot of them. Yes. No, right now in the United States, there's a shortage of nuns. Hmm. lesbians do your thing fucking no there's keep like the numbers a safe up. space it's a safe space girls like come yeah, on it's cool being a nun's cool dude i mean like giving your life to god and being around your fellow sisters like yeah. hey no like um nuns make like rompope and cheese and shit like that's Aww. cool that's like the cottagecore <laughs> dream i know like tons of lesbians Aww. that want to do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is cottagecore dreams honestly look, it is see it like that dude if i can live in a monastery Dude, that'd be so fucking cool. You're way too loud to live in a monster. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much of a fucking You'd be kick out. I know, me too. Are we trying to make all the girls gay? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we'd both get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's let's have a whole episode where we just call out popes because there's a there's uh, there's how many popes are there? Uh, like over two hundred. It's more than ten. <laughs> you can't even count that high well, it's true there's more than like 10 <laughs> yeah like over 200 yeah. <laughs> wait oh 200 but the church has been around for a long time was it 200 before Pope Alexander I'm confused no, a lot. Okay. I know I've read this at max, recently at max every person can live like at max like 80 years yeah or like, let's say, let's be really generous, like a hundred years. Okay. The church has been around for like since like the three hundreds. Yes. We didn't have popes who lived for like two hundred years. Two hundred and sixty popes since since Saint Peter. Since Saint Peter. Yes. Since, yes. For two thousand years, we've only had too much. That doesn't. The math doesn't check out. I don't know. The math ain't mathin'. That does not. Okay, I didn't study math, but I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet a bet some amount of money that I can't Apparently count. It's 260 popes 
It's in St. Peter. <laughs> so stupid. Who's, who's alive? Okay, I need to do the math do on it. this. Before we end this episode, I got to do the math. Okay, let's be really... You might be right, actually. There's a list. Okay. I'm we checking it Wait, twice. 268 times 100. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's, that's like a reasonable number. Because if 268 popes lived for 100 years, that'd be like 26,000 years. <laughs> there you go. Wait. I just added myself as not knowing how to do math. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. See, so you learn something new. Look at this list of all these guys. No, they take on different names. So yeah, they do. Yeah, no. You sometimes when like like holy Roman emperors would like get mad at popes, they'd like they dead name them. Dead name them. Yeah, they go. Yeah, because when you join the order, you take on a different name. Exactly. You know, like um, like Borgia dude over here. You know, he was something Borgia, Rodrigo Borgia. Then he became Pope Alexander the sixth. You know, like they take on this whole other persona or something like that. Shit. <laughs> Popes are wild. So, yeah, the whole religion is wild. Yeah. Let me say that. Dude, they got a I I don't know any other religion that has a pope mobile. <laughs> All the jeeps? <laughs> yeah. No, Aww. it says on Wikipedia it's like they don't they don't call it the pope mobile, but on Wikipedia they call it the pope mobile. Yeah, um me and Eric went to go visit the Vatican last year. Like <laughs> you visited the, the pope. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Oh my god. But they had a whole museum dedicated on the pope mobiles. Like a bunch of jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that the Pope got shot in, too. Oh, my God. Which, yeah. one, which one? I think this was, like, in the 80s and stuff. Oh, like, the Polish yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got shot and stuff. Well, if you so. visited the Vatican, you visited the orgy room, then. I wish. <sighs> you totally did. <laughs> I think it got closed off. You would find me, like, sneaking around and stuff. But, yeah. It was beautiful, though. <laughs> it was beautiful. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to this with us. And I had a great time. Yeah, tell sorry. us your favorite Pope story. <laughs> <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Uh, hello, Victoria. It's been so long since the last episode. Hello, Diego. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Breakfast in the Liminal Zone. Yeah. Hi. So, um, um, Victoria has a very, uh, very fun thing to tell me about uh, talking about catholicism (laughs) yeah so today we're gonna have a little history lesson and i'm going to take us back to medieval rome it is the 16th century and it's a very lavish time in you know europe history european history and so like um wait that's not european is it no Italy, I'm Italy, so no, Italy is its yeah. own thing. Yeah. No, all of Europe is Europe. <laughs> Italy, it's just like Wait, I just had a dumb moment. <laughs> it's shaped like this? a boot, so it doesn't count. Pause it. Pause no, it works. Yes, no. Okay, now you're gonna have to pause this. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for having breakfast with us in the Liminal Zone. Please review us and follow us on your favorite podcatcher, and tell a friend about us. Follow us on Instagram at Breakfast in the Liminal Zone and Breakfast Zone One on Twitter. Be sure to shoot us a message on both of these platforms. And let's have breakfast next time in the Liminal Zone.